to Too Smart for This. It's your host, Alexis Barber, and welcome to another show. I'm excited today to chat because I've been getting so much great feedback about last week's episode. So many of you all have been like, this really helped me. I'm really happy that you talked about this. And so I'm just like excited to get it. I just love it when a podcast episode that was just sort of on my heart makes it happen. So today I want to talk about something that I got a lot of questions about. So I went on Instagram and also welcome to the show. If you're new here, make sure you're subscribed, rate five stars, give us a review. It means the world to me and it really helps the show grow. We've been growing a lot and I want to just keep doing that. So please please do so. I'm also recording this while I'm getting ready again for YouTube because I have to be efficient with my time and this is all I can do at this point. So basically today's episode, I want to talk about something that is sort of clearly on everybody's mind. So I did a question box on my Instagram this week where I was like, ask me the tough questions or whatever. Like I'm thinking about podcast ideas. And I had a good amount, like a good proportion of these questions that were about my previous relationship and how I'm like okay after ending such a long relationship. And the best part about being single, how do you evolve post long-term relationship? Like a lot of these questions about that. And I felt like this was something that really went hand in hand with another topic that has been on my mind, which is about being selfish. And you all really loved the episode where I talked about where I was in my selfish era, where it was like, I'm putting myself first and not thinking about appealing to other people right now. It's just not my vibe in the words of Kourtney Kardashian. So when I was getting all these questions about like, oh, how have you evolved post-relationship? I was like, wait a second. Like, I think the girls need to be reminded that we are in our selfish eras. And I hate saying that. It's honestly saying eras at this point sounds like so millennial, but I wanted to talk about this because I feel like I've done a really good job of maintaining a sense of self post-relationship and that I feel like I have been really like disciplined and honest with myself about what I want and I just kind of want to talk about that whole thing. So let's get into it. The first thing that people had sort of asked me was like, how do you not like let this whole thing weigh on you? And I don't want to ever seem like I'm not mourning my relationship. Of course I was. But what I did that I think makes transitioning into being single or being focused on yourself so much better is that I am investing in myself in a really big way, which is obviously going to business school. And that's kept me incredibly busy. And I think that if you are going through a breakup or if you are in a phase of life where you are deciding that you're going to put yourself first instead of others, the number one thing you need to do is decide what you want and take action on it. I don't think that it's healthy for any of us to be stagnant, especially if you make a big change where you're deciding like, hey, maybe I'm not going to be the main person that my family relies on anymore. Or it doesn't have to, like, it doesn't have to be you end a huge relationship. It might genuinely just be that you are taking a big step in the direction of caring about yourself. So you're not gonna be the person that your family is calling all the time, or you're not gonna be in this relationship anymore, or you're not going to be codependent with a friend of yours anymore and you're going to focus on yourself if that's what you're going to do you have to be really intentional with your time otherwise you're going to get sucked back into that and so for me i feel like because obviously i was at business school and i was super busy that really helped me create a sense of self that was outside of what 
that relationship had been, which made it a lot easier for me when it was time to move on or develop this, you know, new lifestyle that I wanted. And so if you're going through a breakup, it doesn't necessarily have to mean that you go to business school and like uproot your life, but you do need to have something that you're focused on that helps you feel more like yourself. And for me, like I'm a bit of a nerd. I love school, like I enjoy learning. So for me, it was like really helpful to get back to that sense of self where it's like, I'm learning right now, I'm growing. And when you're in a relationship for so long, sometimes it doesn't feel like you're growing or sometimes it just feels like hard to see that growth. So I was just really like happy to be in a place where I could finally like expand without any other constraints. Like my life was going to be whatever I made it, not what anyone else had to say about it. Some ideas for this if you are in a transitional phase with friendships, relationships, or like changing your life are to develop a new hobby or to start a new like side hustle or to start a new workout class routine that you go to every so often. You need to develop a new identity outside of whatever was holding you back in the first place. And that's sort of why this has to do with the selfish era. Most of the time when we are feeling a sense of like we need a selfish era or like we are giving too much to other people, it's because we are sacrificing our genuine interests and needs for appeasing someone else or for or just because it's our nature to do so. So I remember, and I think a lot of girls can relate to this, like if your boyfriend, there's like a TikTok where it's like, girls, get up and go on your walk. You don't need to like lay in bed with your boyfriend for that extra hour. And it's like, yeah, sometimes it can be romantic to like cuddle with your man earlier in the morning or whatever. But on an everyday basis, if you need to get out of bed and go to your workout or go on a run or go on a walk, get your ass out of the bed because it's your life and you are sitting there appeasing a man who is asleep. He's asleep. It's not that deep. You know what I mean? Like, I just remember for so many years of my relationship, we had opposite sleep schedules and he wasn't asking me to stay in bed with him and like sleep in the morning, but I was doing it because I was like, oh, this is just like what I should do. And oh, like whatever, my workout doesn't matter. No, it does. It does, honey. Get up and go to the gym. Come on now. So there's things like that that we do subconsciously where we're like, yeah, like, I'm doing this for you or I'm doing this for someone else. And it's like, actually every single day, it doesn't get easier, but you have to keep doing it. Every day you have to get into the habit of asking yourself, am I doing this for me? Or am I doing this to appease the feelings of someone, whether they ask me to or not? The hardest part is figuring out whether or not like you are doing it because you created this responsibility for yourself based on like societal expectations or just wanting to be a good person. Or if you are doing it because this person has been asking you to, and the second that that starts interfering with what you genuinely want and with your actual goals, then it's no longer going to be something that really is good for you. So what I would do right now, if you are someone who is deciding that, you know what, it's time for me to enter my selfish era, it's time for me to focus on myself and put some boundaries up, think about what you genuinely want your life to look like independent of anyone else in your life. Michelle Obama talked about this in her interview with Jay Shetty, where she said, basically, if you want to be successful, something that's really hard for people who are sort of coming up or, you know, have to like leave a really low income household and go to college, for example, is that you have to be selfish because otherwise you are not going to be able to help the people who you ultimately want to help. She gave the example of like, when you get to college and you get your student refund check, if you know, you know, and your family at home like needs money, but you need that money to get books for your semester, 
you have to use that money for books for your semester. You can't send it home because you have to focus on yourself to get yourself out. Otherwise, there's no hope for anybody. You have to be able to compartmentalize, which is a really hard thing to do. And something I struggled with, I mean, when I was in college, and I struggle with it now, where it's like, I have this money, what do I do with it? It's something that is incredibly difficult and incredibly hard because so many of us are wired to be giving to other people, but we can't give so much of ourselves to others because if we do, then there's nothing left of us and there's no greatness or opportunities or things that we really want to happen. And there's no ability to help people at a larger scale if you are giving your everything up every single day. So the reason I brought this Michelle Obama example up is that a lot of us are out here, you know, giving, 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 doing these things for random people. Maybe it's your family, maybe it's your boyfriend, whatever it is. It's really unhealthy because then you start to lose a sense of purpose because you're no longer, you know, doing things for you. You're doing things to give. And when you no longer do things for you, you lose your identity. And when you lose your identity, you're no longer able to effectively show up and build a life that actually feels like it has a purpose. As you continue to go on throughout your life, thinking about other people and putting your own dreams and your own interests on the back burner, every day you get further and further from the point of your own life and you start to lose a sense of purpose and that can lead to depression and feeling empty and feeling like, what am I doing here? Or confused about what the point of showing up is because you've lost connection with yourself. I personally felt like I had maintained a great sense of independence in my relationship and probably the biggest portion of like, having to enter a selfish era doesn't actually come from my relationship. It comes from my family because I had such a intense and like family situation where I was very, very attached to the outcomes within my family. I was very attached to whether or not my siblings would be okay, whether or not they were doing well in school, what was happening at home. I mean, I'm a big sister. Like there was a point probably three years ago where like I was living in a state of anxiety at all times because I was so concerned about my siblings and how they would be if they would like you know be successful and I had to go through a lot of therapy that was like okay Alexis if your sister doesn't get this homework if like these things don't happen like you have to be okay and you have to remember that these children are not your responsibility and that to me for years people would tell me that they would say they are not your responsibility you have to focus on you. And every time someone would say that to me, I would say, but they are. They are my blood. They, these are basically, they feel like they're my children. And until I got over that and recognized that like I cannot control these outcomes, I can do my best without interfering with my life. That's all I can do. I did not know peace until I did that. I did not know peace until I let go of my siblings' outcomes. And they didn't all turn out great. I mean, there's there's been lots of, I mean, I have a lot of family drama I don't usually talk about on here, I never talk about, but I still am able to be okay, even though there's things happening in my family that are like stressful for all of us. I'm still able to be okay without controlling the outcome of whatever happens to my siblings. And that has to be true because only then am I able to build this life or be successful or it doesn't even matter about being successful. I'm able to be present. I'm able to be happy without worrying about what my siblings are going through because Jesus, like I was building this amazing life. I had so much going for me and I couldn't see any of it because I was so concerned about my like babies. And that's like not healthy. 
And so I had to take a step back from that and set boundaries. And some affirmations and things that I used at that time were reminding myself that everything is working out in my favor and that God is present in everyone's life. And reminding myself that there's never been something that I tried so desperately to control that had an amazing outcome. You know, every time you are like fighting so hard to make sure something goes right, it never really ends up in the best place. Like, I think we can all agree on that. And so I had to really like dig deep and really get rid of that like obsession and need to control. But I'm not gonna say that like it was easy. It took years of like therapy to really get over. But things like affirmations and things like reminding myself that like I'm in control of my life and I think the saying goes like, not my circus, not my monkeys, really helped me to take a step back. And now that I'm on the other side of that and I feel like I'm in a good place now, I can show up in ways that don't drain me for people around me instead of showing up in ways that would take away from my well-being. And if you don't know what your own well-being is, which a lot of us don't because we've been constantly serving other people, this is a good time to take inventory on what being selfish would actually look like to you. Because we say selfish as like a very bad word when you're a woman, but let's think very critically for a second. Being selfish is actually a survival mechanism because otherwise you're just gonna be giving and you're not gonna be you anymore. So being selfish to me involved taking care of my mental and physical health. It also involved making sure that I have the time and capacity to work on my business. It also meant moving to a different city so that I wasn't feeling responsible for my siblings all the time. When I was in a relationship, it meant going on my morning hot girl walks and it meant making time to spend time with my girlfriends or telling my boyfriend, no, he can't come over tonight because I need to wake up early and work tomorrow. These are things that a lot of us won't do because we're like a little desperate and a little feeling like a little scarce. Like I need to do this because otherwise he's not gonna or whatever, like you don't wanna, I don't wanna hurt his feelings because he asked for this or he did this, no. You need to be thinking about yourself and what you need first. And I would challenge you to write these things out in these categories and then don't settle for anything else other than these things. So I would write out in my mental health, what do I need to feel my best every single day? Physical health, what do I need to do to feel my best physically? And that could be food, that could be working out, whatever it is. When it comes to relationships, what do I need from my partner or from any man that I talk to if I'm going to engage or give time to that relationship. With my family, what do I need to do to feel healthy in this situation? And how can I bridge that gap if it's not true right now? And with money and career, I mean, you can do the same thing. It's like sometimes your boss is the person that is overtaking your life and making your life hell and you don't have boundaries with them or you don't feel in control or happy around them. Sometimes it's your boss. Write down in your career, all of it. Write down what you need to feel like your best self and stop settling for anything that's not that. Yes, this is my breakfast, a premier protein shake. I have six hours straight of class right after this. Um, I'm not feeling good about it. But this is something that also helped me like end my relationship where it was like, okay, this is what I need. I'm not getting it. Data wise, I'm not getting it. So, all right, that's, that's it. And that comes with a ton of emotion. It comes with a lot of sadness. It's very difficult. But at the end of the day, that's what you have to do to protect yourself. I was revisiting this book that I love so much from last year, The Perfectionist Guide to Losing Control. And there's a portion in there about worthiness and what it means to feel worthy. And I think, and she mentioned that she has a lot of patients, the author, she's a therapist, she had a lot of patients who had great self-esteem on paper, like I'm amazing, like they knew they were great people, but they had really low self-worth. 
And I think this rings true for a lot of us who are ambitious and a lot of us who are people pleasers and perfectionists and giving so much to other people. Because I remember a time when like, I was like, I'm that bitch but I had no self-worth because I didn't believe that I deserved anything that I had. And the thing about self-worth is that it's inherent. You don't have to perform or do things in order to be worthy. Worth is a birthright. You are born worthy. You do not need to prove it to anyone. And until you can believe that, you are constantly going to be searching for it in other people. And that's when you start to give up your control and give up your self-care because you're like, you know what? Like I'm doing this for other people because maybe it'll make me a little more worthy. Nothing's gonna make you more worthy. The only thing that's gonna make you truly happy is being able to be present and be happy with who you are. And if you can't do that, no amount of people pleasing or connecting or showing up for someone or sacrificing yourself is ever gonna get you to a place where you're now worthy. Other people can't define your worth for you. You're the only person who can do that. So when I was reading this passage, I was like, oh my God, like I really needed that reminder because I searched for my worth outside of myself for so long. And then I had to realize like it's actually all within me and I don't need validation from other people to feel like I deserve happiness. And in fact, when I give up my authenticity or my needs for other people, I only create negativity for everyone involved. Because one, I'm not my best self. Two, I start to resent other people for not showing up for myself. Three, when you're not your best self, you can't you can't show up with your gifts that you're meant to be showing up with. And then these other people have to are relying on you when they should be relying on themselves. It's a terrible cycle overall. It doesn't work for anybody and it makes everybody's lives worse. So for you to continue to show up that way, it only hurts the collective. It's not just you, it's hurting. And I know sometimes we'll be like, oh, like if it's just me or whatever, I can handle it. Like, no, it's not just you that it's hurting. It's hurting everybody. So stop, stop. The moral of today's episode is basically stop showing up for people who you don't need to be showing up for, who are not your responsibility. Define what actually makes you happy and not just happy, makes you feel stable and secure and stop settling for anything outside of that. It can be the smallest thing of not picking up your mom's call when you're in the middle of a meeting at work. It can be the smallest thing of getting up and going on a walk while your man is asleep in bed. It could be telling your roommate that they need to do their chores in a better way. There's little things here that you need to take action on to make sure you're being quote selfish. But most importantly, it's really taking care of yourself. Self-care isn't selfish. Being selfish is self-care. That's what I'm saying about it, okay? Per usual, my little morning rants pre-coffee are a little all over the place, and I hope that I can like put this into better words in the future. But with that being said, thank you guys so much for listening. I hope this amped up your morning or afternoon or whenever you're listening to it. I love you so much. I'm gonna go to school and hope that I survive. Uh, make sure you're following on TikTok and Instagram so that you can see my everyday life and how I'm handling being a human being. I love you so much and don't forget, you're too smart to not love yourself. Oh.